In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Welcome back, my friends. Welcome back. I hope everybody is enjoying the day, the moment, your life, your relationships, your constant classroom learning, the idea that as you go through life, you begin to see things from different points of view. Hopefully, hopefully. The lessons, while difficult, are rewarding. What is better than a good story? Pizza! Bong loads! Cocaine and a stripper? You might think to yourself, a good story that makes me think. And it's in that spirit that I have a story for you today. Are you ready? Here we go. There were five brave warriors they set out on a quest they set out on a quest on a journey they set out to do something no one had ever done before not because the task at hand was impossible it was more of a fantasy let me explain In this world in which these five warriors lived, there was often a yearly storm that was of such a magnitude, most people would never walk out of their houses. The lightning, the thunder crashing, the torrential rains and winds made it almost impossible to be outside. However, there was a myth in this village slash town that if one was brave enough and could go out into these storms and could sail the seas during this storm, it was rumored 
that they could move through the waters and sail to a mythical island where everything was perfect. So that's what these five warriors decided to do. They'd been preparing their ship. They had been preparing their minds and their rations and their weapons. Clouds began to roll in. The sounds of thunder and lightning came crashing down. Upon seeing the storm heading towards their village, the young men prepared their boat and set out to sea. The journey began winds crashing, the sea being angry and tossing the boat, but the men moved on, they kept pushing forward. And before long, they were out to sea. However, they could not see anything. Unsure of which way the boat was heading, the large sails began to rip and tear into shreds. The boat was thrust up against walls of water, cracking the hull on one side. The crewmen were thrown from side to side. And before long, the boat was in tatters and the men had collapsed. But that's not the end of our story. It's just the beginning. They woke up, all five, on a boat in pieces, in tatters, but on a reef. And not far from the shallow reef, they saw an island. One that wasn't on any map they had ever seen. They made their way the short distance from where their boat was to the island. Upon reaching the island, they were greeted by men and women who looked almost like themselves, but seemed to be more perfect in that the skin was flawless. Their attire was magnificent, flawless. Not a wrinkle on their clothes, not a spot on their shoes, not a hair out of place. The strangers welcomed the five warriors. The strangers told the warriors that they will be able to repair their ship and they will be able to heal the men, most of which had injuries from their violent sea voyage. The men were taken into the town, into a large homestead where they were given rations and medical attention. Their boat was taken to a shipyard to be repaired. On the third day, when the men began feeling better, they thought they'd do a little training. So the five warriors make their way to the training grounds for some exercise and to look around the island a bit. And what they see is, or appears to be, a world much like their own, 
but almost perfect. The cobblestones are smooth, the architecture beautiful. It seems immaculate. The five warriors begin trying to comprehend all the things they're seeing and they're taken in the beauty and they're blown away by how precise and how exact and how seemingly beautiful perfection can be. As they're thinking this, a young woman from one of the stables comes by to bring them some refreshments and to check on them. And as the young woman makes her way towards the five warriors, she slips on a cobblestone. And as she slips, the refreshments she brings, she's bringing to the men fall from her hand and spill everywhere. And the wine stains the cobblestones. And as the men see this, their first thought is, oh, this poor girl. And they began making their way towards the young girl that fell. But before they can get there, every other person runs over to the young woman and violently beats her, using stones to crash in her skull, kicking her, stoning her, until she dies. Five warriors are blown away not understanding the violence, the extreme violence they've seen, not understanding why. They don't say anything right off the bat because there's nothing to say when one sees that type of violence. It's the type of violence that takes a little bit of processing to think about and understand, did I really see that? Is that something that really happened? So the men go back to training somewhat. And another woman comes out. And this woman does not fall. She brings the refreshments. And one of the warriors asks her, what was it that we just saw? And the young woman says, in our world, in our village, on our island, the emperor does not tolerate imperfection. And it is our emperor's wish that those who cannot be perfect must die. The next day, the five warriors, much more cautious of the world in which they are currently inhabiting, begin to see other acts of violence. A slip of the tongue causes all the patrons in a bar to swarm on a man, violently, savagely beating him until he dies. The body's hauled off. The area's cleaned up. Life goes on like nothing happened. Later that day, as the men are walking through the town and heading back to their residence, they see a child walking through the streets, playing with his ball, throwing it up, catching it, throwing it up, catching it, throwing it up, 
and missing it. And just like the young woman and the man before him, the child is savagely beaten, murdered, and discarded. Some of the warriors begin to, to become really uneasy. And they ask more people, why are you doing this? Why would you savagely beat a child? Why would you savagely beat a woman for a mistake? And each time they ask someone, they're told, it is the wishes of our emperor. It is because of our emperor that we cannot tolerate imperfection. And that is our society. It is because of our emperor. Our emperor demands perfection. It is our society. It is the way in which our world, our island, is. It is the wish of our emperor. Every time the men ask, it is the wish of our emperor. The five warriors begin thinking to themselves, what sort of an emperor would demand this type of penalty for a mistake? And so they decide that they want to meet this emperor. And they ask the patrons in which they're staying if it would be possible for them to meet the emperor. The patron says, of course. You must go to the island next to ours, which is a safe boat right away. And on that island, which is the emperor's island, there is a castle. And in that castle, there is the emperor. And so the five warriors make their way to the island. They s travel safely from the island they're on to the island of the emperor. And when they get to the island of the emperor, they notice it seems to be rather quiet. And they make their way to this amazing castle that seems to be out of place because it looks run down. No doubt in its time it was magnificent and still is. However, the appearance seems to be unkempt. The five warriors make their way to the large grand hall of the castle. They enter the castle. And as they make their way to the throne room, they realize there's no one in the castle. And as they get close to the throne, in the throne room, they notice that the man on the throne is dead. In fact, it appears he's been dead a long time. Merely bones left. Generations he's been dead. So they take this emperor. They take his bones and they wrap him up. And they come back to the island in which they originally crashed. And they go to the center of the town square and they say, Is this your emperor? And they show the crown. And they show his jewels. And they show his shield, his coat of arms. And they say, Your God is dead. Your God is dead. Your God 
is dead. He's been dead for at least a hundred years. The entire town goes silent. And then the entire town explodes. Not in a mushroom cloud, not in some sort of nuclear blast, but in rage. People begin killing each other. Fires begin to be set on neighbors. Retaliatory murders for children killed in the streets. Rage takes over. The young warriors make their way to their boat in the boatyard that has been repaired. And one local woman escapes with them. And as the five warriors and the woman escape to their boat and make it out to sea, they continue to see smoke and fire and hear the sounds of despair, screaming and yelling and rage coming from this island that was once so perfect. The five warriors in their, their lack of understanding, their bewilderment, turned to the young woman that escaped with them and said, we don't understand what, what is it that is happening? Why the rage? Why the violence? Why now? And the young woman says, isn't it obvious? For the last 300 years, we murdered, we savagely beat innocent people for making mistakes because our emperor demanded it. But the truth is, since our emperor had died, he could not have demanded it. We committed these murders. We committed these savage beatings. We committed these horrific acts. Because deep down, we wanted to. That's it. That's the story. What do you guys think? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you? I think it means, I think it means people are willing to commit random acts of violence. People are willing to do the most savage and brutal things if they don't have to take responsibility for them. And the truth is, it's always your responsibility. You always have a choice. And when you commit crimes against your own morality, then you, upon learning you had a choice, will find it very difficult to reconcile. You'll find it almost impossible 
to blame yourself for such horrific acts. Responsibility. You and you alone are responsible for what you do, regardless of what an authority figure tells you to do. If you do something you don't agree with, does that release you from the responsibility of your actions? If you enforce something that you know is wrong, you are to blame. Aloha everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge, and I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now, and it's been so rewarding to me that I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision and I hope you all conquer it and I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better, your life will be better and you know what, you deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.